0: your host Kristen Leidy uh, used to be a Chicago comedian and when this airs I will be Green Bay Wisconsin based Ugh, moving back home I'm gonna be a director with the Wisconsin Teachers Union so that's exciting uh, I'm back in Wisconsin but right now I'm in Toronto what international podcast it's amazing And I'm really excited today because we have a guest that I've been wanting to have on for a while. Uh, She is a Toronto comedian and she's wonderful and hilarious. So, you guys welcome Noor Hadidi. Oh my God, hi! That was so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Noor, why don't you tell the people a little bit about who you are, what you do?
1: Sure. Um, My name is Noor. I live in Toronto. I'm a comedian. These are all things you already know. I, um, I've been doing stand up for six years and we met doing standup in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I, I've been there twice, uh, because my dad travels there, um, for like a medical conference once a year. So last year was the first time I went to Chicago and like I booked a week of shows there nice. and that's how we met. Yeah. And, um, so I go to Chicago once a year just to do standup for a week and see my dad. Um, and yeah, I, um. Started doing stand-up in Montreal, moved here three years ago. So, three in Montreal, three in Toronto. And um, I quit my day job for comedy this year. So, it's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, Thank you. I'm very broke.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you, yeah.
0: get, you get health care provided, don't you? I mean, yeah, we have health care uh, here in Canada. It's true. Mm, it's nice. true. Yeah. I wish we had that. <laughs> yeah, so...
1: Um, I love it. I run a monthly here with a friend of mine, so I love producing, and um, quit my day job, so I started writing on TV shows. Oh, that's so cool. What yeah. shows? So I, they're, I don't know that they'll know them in the States, but the first one was called The Beaverton, and it's on the Comedy Network, and it's a political satire. They're both oh. political satire shows, cool. yeah. cool. And can people watch those online? Yeah, you can watch them on the Comedy Network online. cool. Yeah. Nice. And then the second show is called This Sour. Has 22 Minutes and it airs, I don't know if they have access to that in the States, it airs on CBC, which is like our a national broadcaster here in Canada. Hmm. So yeah, I did that in January. Um, and now I'm just looking for a new writing job. So if anyone here is listening, please <laughs> hire me.
0: Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> you would love to spend 40 hours a week with me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Have you... What are the things you've noticed in differences in between doing comedy in the States and in Canada? Or are there, or there any? Or am I just...
1: No, that's a good question. Um, I think wherever you... I mean, I'm able to make fun of America a lot more living here, you mm-hmm. know, with the shitstorm that you guys have experienced
0: in the last two years, so, like... I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that I, I perform in, like, liberal, progressive cities, so, like, Chicago, Boston, New York, where shitting on Trump and what's happening is, like, embraced, mm-hmm. you know? Even Memphis, I was kind of scared when I performed there, but I think that it is a progressive city in mm-hmm. the South. Um Uh, maybe some of the references i'd have to change or are different luckily everyone knows drake on both sides of the border so that's not a good reference i'd have to change that but it's fun going to different cities and trying your jokes out and um yeah seeing the different reactions that jokes will get
0: yeah yeah i've noticed i don't know if it's just me but i've noticed a little bit since being in toronto like the things that people normally like to like drunkenly commiserate over in this in the states like Toronto audiences just don't react (laughs) tell tell me more what do you mean uh I don't know maybe it's the audiences are younger but I talk about like divorced who's divorced yeah or like sometimes I'll be uh in the states I'll be like I got divorced last year and that'll get like a standing ovation like hell yeah you did and like here people are like I'm
1: sorry (laughs) do you want a hug come off stage honey sit with us get her a drink Carl get her a drink
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's also made me reflect on my own act in that like ooh a lot of my material is very violent and dark (laughs) really (laughs) Mm -hmm. well here's the thing
1: I feel like People who, maybe you would have, if you would perform at a club, I feel like maybe that material would go over better because people who are older here generally go to clubs, but the oh. indie bar scenes are like, yeah, younger people who haven't been, you know, jaded by the bitterness of life yet or they're still on their way.
0: <laughs> Which is so funny because I find in the States, if you're at a club, that's where they want, like, the happy, lighthearted <gasps> material. Really? And the indie rooms are like, yes, bring it dark.
1: No, it's the other one oh, around here. Weird. Yeah. That's fun. That's good to know. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if, if it's the same, but in Toronto, I just feel like the indie scene is um, maybe more connected to people than the club scene is. Like, I feel like the club scenes are dying, mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, you know people who love comedy are more likely to go to an indie venue yeah than people whereas i think that's a reflection maybe of the clubs in canada versus the states you know i've performed at um laugh factory we were talking earlier about like some of the clubs in the midwest how you know maybe the scene isn't as big so the club is where the good comedy is at Mm -hmm. you know
0: Yeah. yeah i'd say that's definitely true and i'd say like clubs aren't as um you know, a lot of them are closing down in the states as well because there's more of that really? independent scene. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you? What do you prefer, club or a bar?
0: Depends on the venue, honestly. Um, a lot of times, I find in independent bar shows, the business owners of the bar will be more interested in selling drinks than supporting the art. Wow. So that can be hard to deal with as a performer. Um, I've, like we were talking about Minneapolis, Comedy Corner Underground is like one of my favorite clubs to perform at. I'd say, and um, I'm probably leaving out a bunch that I'm gonna get yeah. like snide <laughs> remarks about, but. <laughs> no. I love all venues everywhere. Yeah. You
1: know? <laughs> book of, attention, all venues, please book Kirsten. <laughs> she is available for all open <laughs> dates that you have.
0: I do not criticize anyone or anything <laughs> until I'm off the mic. Uh, okay, uh, okay, so I derailed us a bit, but I'll bring us back um how do you feel about horror as a genre do not like horror (laughs) it
1: scares me i got scared watching um the hunger games Mm -hmm. okay so that's my (laughs) threshold of horror and that is pg pg sure 13 19 21 (laughs) pg 21 okay (laughs) honestly i just it scares me too much it's not enjoyable for me Mm. i'm I'm already have enough stress and anxiety in my life i don't need to sit down for another hour and a half (laughs) in the day to be
0: spooked (laughs) (laughs) this is where i'm at that is true and, uh, you know, I love your comedy and I, oh, I can, I can see where that comes from. <laughs> I love that joke you did last night so much, or two nights ago about your Instagram stories. and if you're <laughs> It's too real. I, I don't enjoy
1: it. Instagram stories anymore because you're just looking at who's looking at it, you mm. know? If your crush doesn't look at it, does it, is it even worth it to post it? It's, I don't think it is. <laughs> what's the point of this funny caption if he's not going to watch it? <laughs>
0: Maybe you should just start tagging him and everything. I mean, uh,
1: um, give me six months and then we'll actually like, start doing that. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, so what's the first horror movie you remember seeing um, as a kid? The first horror movie is uh, Chucky?
1: oh okay yeah I just uh, they ran or at least that's the first one that I remember watching because the 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 toy is so visual Mm -hmm. I don't know a person who hasn't like watched it or knows what you're talking about no matter where because i grew up in jordan right mm-hmm. no matter where you grew up in the world i feel like we all had a chucky experience it's very
0: memorable yeah that, memorable, doll, that doll is so scary it is i feel like it gives gingers a bad rap too. It's, it does <laughs> it totally does so for us to talk about today, Noor chose I Know What You Did Last Summer, oh. and you might remember we had a live episode at Beast Village where Brian Bahe also chose this, but it was a short vignette, so I was like, we'll do it again, because I feel like there's a lot to talk about here. So uh, we want to shout out to Brian in New York uh, for also loving this movie, and I was just with him at the Mommy, Mary, and Joseph Comedy Festival last Saturday in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and it was lovely to see him again. So... I know what you did last summer. Mm -hmm. The synopsis of that is, a year after running over a fisherman and dumping his body in the water, four friends reconvene when Julie receives a frightening letter telling her that their crime was seen. While pursuing who he thinks is responsible for the letter, Barry is run over by a man with a meat hook. The bloodletting only increases from there as the killer with the hook continues to stalk Julie, Helen, and Ray. And just a note here, we do go on full on spoilers on Bloody Mary. So if you haven't seen this movie from the 90s, get your life together and go watch it. Yeah, 1997. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Put it on hold. <laughs> Don't complain to me about ruining this movie for you. No. So why did you pick this movie?
1: Because I feel like growing up it was an iconic horror movie like everyone in high school watched it mm-hmm. then they made the follow-up I still know what you did last summer then there was a third movie that went straight to dvd but you mm-hmm. still watched it you know because <laughs> you're invested in the trilogy you're invested mm-hmm. and also um because I think that those actors like everyone's so
0: hot in that movie <laughs> you know okay. so one thing I did notice is um oh what is her name not Sarah Michelle Geller, but
1: Jennifer Love Hewitt.
0: Okay, did you notice throughout the film Jennifer loves Hewitt's breasts? It's like they got bigger. Did they? Yeah, and oh. they were like, like, she started just like totally covered, and yeah. then like by the end of the movie she was in like a camisole. like Right. It was just rewatch. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, that's okay. <laughs> Hit me with all the
1: observations. We gotta <laughs> expose the points that have we got we're gonna get down to the bottom of this
0: but yeah you're right i feel like this is 90 star-studded teen idols
1: exactly Mm -hmm. and it's a memorable i just feel like as a teenager anyone who like who grew up in like their teen years or their 20s in the 90s just like remembers that movie and um i think it's like the least scary horror movie that i could have chosen you know like it's not as like chain like what was that saw or scream like know they were more bloody from Mm -hmm. what i
0: remember yeah and this is also like right before torture porn horror got really big like the hostel and things like that oh god um which was really great time
1: no no who's writing this i want to meet these people who are making these executive decisions
0: how old were you when this movie came out
1: um i just want to feel old oh god (laughs) i was Nine, no, hold on. Yeah, I was... God, was I that young? No.
0: 97?
1: 97? I was 11 years old. Okay, I
0: was like, you said 19, I was like... No, that no. doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I was 11. Okay. I was like, yeah. One thing I loved uh, when I talked with Brian bahi about this film also is he is your age. And yeah. so when he was talking about it, he just loved watching teenagers. Like yeah. older teens doing sexy things. Things we weren't allowed to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I. Were you a fan of Buffy?
1: Yes. Okay, yeah. Who isn't? What monster <laughs> isn't a fan of Buffy? Get out of here. I grew up in the third world. If you didn't watch Buffy, you're doing it wrong. There's no excuse. For you not to like Buffy.
0: Who's your favorite Buffy character,
1: besides Buffy? Besides Buffy, Willow. I identify with her. I mean, I just feel like I could connect with... I don't know if she's my favorite character, but she's the one who, like, I got. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, my voice was represented. I liked... um...
0: No, Spike. I mean Spike is a good one. I okay, yeah, I love the Buffy Spike. Do you? Well, it's 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 complicated. Like
1: okay, I had the biggest crush on Angel, and I felt like really? she was betraying him with
0: Spike. Yeah, I hated Angel. What? Okay, so first off, he's like three hundred years old and dating a sixteen-year-old. Uh, <laughs> Ew. Sure, okay. sure. And then like he just. He you like could say he, the same for Spike, though. That's true, but he's hot. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he's not. <laughs> not. <laughs> but I feel like Angel just brought like a lot of sadness and drama, yeah. and like this idea of longing and oh, we can never be together. And there was no like fun or tension, it was all just like sad drama. I
1: mean, that's true, but he yeah. had a beautiful face, so it evened out. I guess. Yeah.
0: I'm not a fan of his face. Maybe that's why. I <gasps> like to like the Billy Idol bad boy right. of Spike. In so. the
1: <laughs> 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 I am singing Billy Idol. Yeah. I went there.
0: <laughs> I
1: love
0: it. <laughs> yeah. I could, see, I could see you and Willow having a connection. Yeah. I get it.
1: I am Willow. This mm-hmm. is who I am. I'm like on time, I did my homework, I didn't break any rules. That's why this, I think, I Know What You Did Last Summer was so like, because I would never get myself into that situation that they were in, you know? Mm-hmm. I was, like, always by the rules. I was, like, never... I, as a teenager, you couldn't be getting into someone's car, like, while they were driving and drinking. And, like, it just was, like, such a thing that would never happen to me, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, you yeah. seem,
0: like, a very considerate person. Oh, thank just you. Just like Willow, too. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Like, he would never do that. No. Uh, speaking of which, these teens are horrible. They are so bad. Like, even the uh, Ray and Julie, who yeah. are supposed to be the good guys. Yeah. I don't like that. The either. brunettes, yeah. right? Isn't it brunettes versus blonde, Good is. versus evil? <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Helen and Barry are just the Despicable worst. Despicable people. Yeah. I loved it. Um, when Sarah Michelle Gellar's character, Helen, wins that Beauty beauty pageant, yeah, Yeah. and then she wears the crown all night. Yeah, like give me my crown and look at me. Yeah, (laughs) and then he's like, "Oh, that's my girlfriend." Like, shut up. Yeah, you're so annoying. They're just the most terrible people you ever went to high school with. Yeah. Did you go to high school in Jordan? I did. Did you have these archetypes there? One hundred percent. I (laughs) hated high school. They
1: are no matter where (laughs) you are in the world. I hated high school. I think a lot of comics hated high school, and we kind of recreate comedy, our lives in comedy for it.
0: We do. Uh Oh, my God, we do. The social hierarchy and, like, the sit at the cool kid table. Exactly. You are so correct in that. Uh, I just had my, I got invited to my 20-year reunion. Oh, my God. I know. Are you going? Very old. No. Uh
1: (laughs) That's so funny.
0: I, yeah, I just, you know, honestly, I was looking through the invite and I don't remember a lot of the people and it just felt like, oh, we're all so old. I don't want to do that. I know. Yeah. So no, not doing that.
1: Nate Bargazzi has such a good joke about his reunion because he never went to college. So Mm. like the high school reunion is all he has for a group of people and um how he wishes there were more like he wishes there was a fi- he was pushing for the 50 no one wanted it <laughs> <laughs> but he's like a big fan of the Aww, air reunions that's yeah that's sweet i'm
0: yeah.
1: not <laughs> we're just going to be plugging other comics bits <laughs> in this podcast <laughs> you know whose joke i really like yeah not not yours Kirsten. <laughs> let me tell you this other guy who doesn't know we exist that's him yeah He needs our support.
0: (laughs) Okay, so one of the big themes that jumped out at me in this film is the idea of nature versus nurture. Oh, my God. You're so deep. (sighs) Get out of here. Okay, so the idea that these horrible teens really created this murderer. Yeah. And they were just awful people and doing all these things that just benefited them and never paid for their actions. Yeah. And, like, if you... Maim someone, yeah. Then try to murder them, yeah. Yeah, you might affect their life, you know. Like <laughs> <laughs> you, you yeah. They might not have the same sunny disposition they once had <laughs> from the pageant night. Yeah, yeah. And then later in the film, the police are um, you know hauling away the murderer. And they ask the teens, like, do you have any idea why this man would want to attack you? Yeah. And all the teens are like, no,
1: no, no idea. <laughs> what could it possibly be? Just, they're just jealous.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's jealous of me. <laughs> yeah, and that really stood out at me, especially, like, I've noticed a lot of, I mean, it's pretty common in life where people do not want to take responsibility for fucking up, you Yeah. Know? yeah. And that to me is sad. I mean, I begrudgingly, I will tell people I messed up. It's not, like, my favorite thing to do, but I do it, you
1: right. know? You, and I would like to you, think. you take full responsibility for your actions. Yeah. Yeah, because you're an adult and you're not a horrible person.
0: Yeah, and I would like to think if I murder someone, I would, you know, yeah. come forth and tell their family or, you know... Yeah, I
1: mean, it's Canada. You'll get off easy. Oh, really? enough, Yeah. You oh. just apologize and then you, we let you go. <laughs> like...
0: Sorry, I didn't hey, mean yeah. to.
1: Exactly.
0: I didn't know it was so chill here.
1: That's what it is. <laughs> we're Canadians. We're not monsters. <laughs> Even if you are, we're not going to know I'm a monster here in Canada land.
0: No, I have. Okay, so I'm curious because mm-hmm. I noticed like a few times when I introduce myself to people and say I'm from Chicago or the States, they kind of look at me like, ah. Oh. Really? Is there a, like, is there a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, are y'all not thrilled when Americans come up here, or... I it, don't know. I mean, I... I just made you the representative for Canada. Of all of, on behalf
1: of all of Canada, as an immigrant of 12 years, who did not know this country before 2006. You're the ambassador
0: uh, now. Huh? I am, Have yeah. Have
1: fun with it. Thank you. It is an honor uh, just to be nominated. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the thing. I feel like um, Canadians are... We're all so open, and it's such a diverse con- country, and... Um, maybe with the election and what's happening, it's just been so exhausting for Mm. everyone. Like you guys feel it, but we feel it too, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think that there are, you know, your country's divided and there are a lot of people on our side who may be leaning towards the, your right. But I like to think that for the most part, people are open and, you know, leaning more to the left and you just, it's been nonstop since he took office and, you know maybe we're exhausted and when you tell us you're from the states we're like oh you know you're the <laughs> ambassador to the states thank you <laughs> you've
0: been putting us putting mm-hmm. us through
1: hell you mm-hmm. know
0: especially since y'all have justin trudeau who is like this seems to be well here's the thing a lot of people
1: hate him you know oh, like really? well there's he
0: hasn't like
1: there's the there, he's made a bunch of decisions where like he didn't live up to his promises or like um, yeah like the that feels kind a lot of, similar
0: to Obama a lot yeah. of people had that same critique but then again
1: it's like well look at the alternative you know <laughs> Like, the conservative party, there was a woman running. She didn't win. She didn't win leadership, but her name was Kelly Each, and she was kind of trying to follow Trump. Like, she was like she wanted to do a Canadian values test for immigrants, like, to screen them. What would that be like? I don't know. Do you like Tim Horton's coffee? <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's a taste test at the border. <laughs> you truly love Canada? Yeah. Like, it was bullshit. It was all for, like, headlines. Mm. Um but yeah so um what were we even talking about i forget
0: uh ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: Justin and, like, Obama. But, like, look at Obama. He looks amazing now, he just, doesn't
0: he? He looks really good. it yeah. was great for him. Some of my
1: friends, though, in the States are like, it's good that this happened because people were sleeping over a lot of issues. Like, people mm-hmm. thought that because he was president for eight years, oh, it solved a lot of issues, like oh, yeah. racism and whatnot. But you look at Trump's base, and they're just as supportive of him, mm-hmm. and they're mad at him, but for the opposite reasons we are, that he's not living up to the border wall and all the promises that he made you know they like mm-hmm. the muslim ban so it's kind of scary that someone with these racist tendencies and like ideology like came up and is so strongly supported in pockets
0: of america mm-hmm. well, especially like obama actually deported more people than any other president in the united states really yeah. i didn't know that yeah just surprising to a lot of people because you know they didn't talk about it at all so, yeah, I don't know. It's Like, politics are so disappointing to me because I feel like both sides share way too many similarities. Really? <laughs> yeah. In what sense? Um, Yes, that they're corporate-backed
1: and, yes. you know. Yes, yes. Oh, and Paul Ryan is so conveniently oh. retiring this year. He's going to go back to the private sector, and they're going to pay him so well for all the stuff he's done
0: for oh, them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, that is... It's so sad that he's from Wisconsin as well. Is he? Yeah, he's oh, from Janesville, which bums me out. Well, at least it's not Indiana, the birthplace of Mike <laughs> Pence. I know. That's
1: the one place that I'm like, you got to, America, you got to swap it out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just cut out Indiana, put it somewhere else. Give it to Russia, you know? Put
0: a hat on Russia. Yeah. In Indiana. So I'm curious, you've been in Canada 12 years. Yes. Does do you feel Canadian now, or do you feel more international of the world?
1: Um, I feel a bit of both. Like, I grew up in the Middle East in Jordan, and I go home once a year, and it's who where I'm from. But you know, I've lived since I was seventeen. I've lived here in Canada, and that's my whole adult life. And I do feel Canadian. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really hard asking you know millennials who are living. Who grew up in one part of the world, live in another? Like, what is home? It's really mm-hmm. hard to
0: describe what home is, you know. So I think it's a mix of both. Mm, that's a great point, mm-hmm. especially with like globalization and the world getting smaller. Yeah, it's hard to say what what is home defined as even. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when do you usually go home? Um, I was to say that. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a good question.
1: Usually, this time of year, like April through June. I'll usually have a a wedding or an engagement to attend and then just stick around for a few weeks after. But I should start, like, it's a good time to go because it's not too hot and it's still a bit cold in Canada, so I'll be able to break like Yeah, the weather, so, yeah, that's a good time to visit. If anyone wants to go to Jordan, Mm -hmm. this is the time. Do you do comedy over there when you visit? There is a club there. (sighs) Yeah, and I do perform at their open mic, so it's a bit hard because... um, I'll either have to do, like, really... Like, you've got to do jokes that are um, more universal. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I can't do a Cleveland reference. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I'll have a Toronto joke I can't do. And also, it's because, you know, performing here, it's like, I talk about being an Arab in Canada, but when I'm back in Jordan, I can't talk about being an Arab there because we're all Arab there. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll have a joke about talking to myself in Arabic, but that won't work because we all
0: talk to ourselves in Arabic. Yeah that is interesting yeah. i love the uh, i love that you're like traveling and doing comedy all over the world that's thank awesome thank you the hardest show i ever did was at a hostel yeah. in chicago and there were people from uh you know germany england yeah. ireland yeah. and it, I. as i got up on stage i was like oh what does everyone know yeah. like that was so hard. It was the most difficult show I ever did. I was supposed to do like twenty minutes, and I did thirteen. Wow. And uh, I end because I I got I did an Oprah joke, and everyone laughed
1: so Cause hard. Because everyone <laughs> knows Oprah, that's so funny. And I was like, I'm out. Yeah, that's,
0: that's so funny. <laughs> it was great though, and I think the audience was very generous because they realized like we're all from all over the world. We're not gonna get all your jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so, bringing us back to the movie. Something that you brought up earlier and touched on as well is this idea like the two couples are very representative of like good Mm -hmm. versus evil. Mm -hmm. You know, you have Helen and Barry who are more like egotistical, they're blonde, they kind of look like Ken and Barbie. Mm -hmm. They're just murder bait. They are. Yeah. But I feel like you know, it is that uh, idea of virtue that Uh, you know, like the other two, Julie and Ray, end up living. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess we're all, we all have a mix of that in our own personalities, and our own lives, and like those characters were written to, I mean, it's a 90s movie, right? Mm -hmm. And it's for hot teens, so like no one's thinking (laughs) about true character and like if that's representative of real life. But I think we all have a bit of all of them in us, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I think we're all vain. I mean, we're comics. We're vain to an extent. We're a bit narcissistic. People don't know this. Sorry if I'm. Uh, Shh, don't spil- tell Yes, yeah, spilling the beans. <laughs> comedy is like me, me, me. I, I, I. Me, me, me. Look at me. Look at me. Like me. Like me. Like me. Like me. Why don't you like me? Bug um, me. Yeah. yeah, but then also you're very humble because it's like you bomb and like you're like you're not owed anything in comedy. There's no guarantees. There's no assurances. Yeah, and we work hard. I don't know. I feel like we were all. We're all, you know, we got all of those qualities as Mm -hmm. people.
0: You have to say, coming to the world of comedy from the world of organizing and labor was very different. Really? Because comedy is so about the individual. And, like, my world previously was so about the collective. (gasps) Yeah. It was kind of scary. Really? Yeah, because I remember, like, the first couple of mics I went to... I, I would try to talk to people, like saunter up and just be like, Hi, I'm Kristen and they're yeah. like
1: Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was who like, are oh, you? Okay. Yeah.
0: I remember the first time I ever like uh, suggested a tag to someone as well. They just looked at me like I was like ridiculous. Wow, how dare you? <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. And like one time I did suggest one to someone and they liked it and they were like, Can I use that? And I'm like, Well of course. Like I wouldn't be like, no. Imagine. Yeah, it was kind of silly. I gave you a
1: tag for a joke you're not allowed to use. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to write a joke about your experience <laughs>
1: just so I can use this tag myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I get scared like when my Barry and Helen come out with comedy. Because, yeah. you know, it can be intoxicating yes. to be like, you know, if you're headlining or, you know absolutely yeah it's a
1: problem it is I think about that all the time and I'm like you can't let it get to your head and you got to stay humble and just do the work and you know just know that you're never ready you're never done like like you you just always have to keep working even the pros like there's no end right Mm -hmm. like even the top the biggest comic right now everyone's like okay so what's your new hour, like, how's that gonna be good, and it's even more pressure, it's like, will I, and, com, here's the thing that people don't know about comics, is that, okay, so sometimes, like, we, a lot of the times, we don't like that the attention be on us, off stage, right, we shy away from that, oh, yeah. people think we're hands and we're like, look at me, I'm the life of the party, no, like, we have a lot of social anxiety, <laughs> I really enjoy sitting quietly, That's Yeah. my favorite thing to do, no one look at me, no one talk to me, <laughs> and like, um, yeah, so like about the like, if even when you've like made it as a comic, like we have so much anxiety that, like, just because I st- still think of this just because i was able to create jokes in the past there's always a fear that i won't be able to do that in the future and do it at the same level that i was able to we're scared it's going to go away Mm -hmm. um and you just always have to keep working and like getting better and like even top comics now be like oh i liked his hour but it was it wasn't as good as last year's hour like Mm -hmm. you're always in competition with yourself and it's just
0: really hard it is (laughs) yeah it definitely is, and I, I always worry too. Like, what if tastes change? You know, and like, cause yeah. there's also like what I love about doing comedy now is that it's really focused on the personal narrative and has like more of a storytelling yeah um, angle. Whereas like the '80s was like, you know, Sam Kinison screaming and like <laughs> you know very different yeah and like part of me worries that like what if it changes again and yeah. now like what I enjoy doing isn't what people want to see yeah it's terrifying mean. but I think that if you enjoy doing it someone else will enjoy watching it and I don't
1: I think comedy is changing and that you don't have to have that mass appeal that you can like develop your own niche and following being a specific type of comic and just reconnecting to people that way like mm-hmm. look at Aparna you know like she's oh, an she's example so right mm-hmm. and it's like she's completely different than say a bill burr right and maybe she's like i mean i don't want to like it's just different and like if she does something that's so well like she'll be able to di- like she does just as well you know so like maybe i'm not at the same level but like she's found people who identify with her and like her kind of comedy mm-hmm. so it gives me hope that like you know you can be your own person and you're with your own like sub-niche of comedy and like you'll have a following for you.
0: No, that's a really great point because comedy is getting like music was, you know, yeah. like now you can like so many minute sub genres of music, you know, and like when friends tell me they don't like comedy, it's like to me oh that's like God. saying, I don't like music. Yeah. Like how can you not like music? Yeah. There's tons of different kinds. I agree. There's something for everybody yeah. out there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so back to the movie. For real this time. Yeah. Um, Throughout the film, yeah. I don't know if you n- had noticed this, but they keep making reference to the story of the man with the hook. Yes. But everyone keeps getting it wrong when they're trying to tell the story. So it's kind of like this weird version of the game Telephone Yeah. with urban legend. And I'm wondering, yeah. what do you think they meant by doing that so so strategically no. in the film? what You were think, they think trying it was a social up?
1: commentary? I
0: don't know exactly. Maybe. I think it might have been, you know, just representative of, you know, how these stories happen, mm-hmm. and even the people involved with them don't give the right version, mm-hmm. which is kind of like what this whole movie is about. So maybe it's, like, this film is really telling us to question everything. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Listen, always be questioning
1: everything. Yeah. This is, this is a, rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> question everything you're... <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm not, never mind. I'm not, it's too (laughs) exhausting. I was going to go into a political rant, but let's keep it
0: light. Let's keep it light for our viewers. We've already talked about a lot of heavy stuff. (laughs) So, So another thing that really jumped out at me in this film is the imagery of the fishermen is, like, you know, I think of the fisherman as, like, the guy who sells fish sticks, or um, the longshoreman. They're always, like, positive images for me, but this film takes the image of a fisherman and makes it, like, the villain. And, you know. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do that in a lot of, like, horror movies, right?
1: It's always Mm -hmm. some sad fisherman guy who lives on,
0: like, you know what I mean? Who is, like, just, yeah, they make fun of, like, Yeah, and like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, you know, essentially it's people who work at at packing houses. You know, they're vilified. And uh, I'm trying to think of other ones, but like as a union organizer, like it always strikes me that this identity of working class people is used to like
1: terrify This is why Trump won. (laughs)
0: This is it. We
1: cracked it. We cracked it. He's talking for the misrepresented
0: blue-collar workers in horror movies. He finally stood up for them. I feel uh, conflicted because I'm like, you know, I know people who work those jobs, and they are not eating people or murdering people. No, they're not. It's very rude, Hollywood. Very rude. Very rude. (laughs) Extremely rude. In remembering this from your teenage years, what were your favorite parts of this film?
1: Um, how good-looking Freddie Prince Jr. was. He was my crush. Oh, was he? Yeah. Did you have posters? No. I didn't have posters of him. I had posters of, like, music bands because I used to buy those um, teen magazines. Oh, like
0: Tiger Beat and, uh...
1: Sugar or, okay. I don't know, some other music ones. And I, they would have posters of male musicians, not necessarily actors. So those were what were made readily available to me, and I would put up posters. I used to like a band called Busted from the UK. Mm. I was obsessed with them for a bit. Um, but yeah, Freddie Prince, And then how funny is that he ended up with Sarah
0: Michelle Gellar? Oh, did he? I didn't yeah, know that. They're still married until
1: this oh, day. Oh, my gosh, really?
0: Yeah. Oh, You know, all I knew about Sarah Michelle Gellar currently is that she has a line of baked goods okay that you can like they're in the box you know oh and they're really quite good are they yeah good for her yeah she's making great cookies yeah ryan (laughs) philip really fell from grace oh did he yeah what is he doing now well doesn't he
1: like well he dated uh reese witherspoon and they got married and they broke up but i heard that he was abusive oh yeah he has rage issues
0: oh Kind of on point with Barry. Yeah, yeah. Not far from the character. Yeah. What's happening with Jennifer Love Hewitt? What's going on with her? Do we know? No idea.
1: Does she have a line of (laughs) baked goods we could plug? (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I think she
0: would make a good brownie as well. Yeah, I also like that both Women have three names. Yeah, it was really yeah. the rise of the three names yeah. in that period. Because Freddie Prince Jr. as well. Yeah.
1: It, three? That's what Ryan
0: Phillippe, he's the bad apple. We should have <laughs> known with two names.
1: Two name Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> what a loser. He is a loser.
0: I think my favorite part in this movie, and I think it's the part that sums up these two characters so well, is when they throw the body over the edge of the to like dispose of it you know mm-hmm. and then Sarah Michelle Geller's character Helen is like he's got my crown and so Barry jumps in and saves the crown and like the crown to them is worth more than this human life and like to me that just like sums up these monsters yeah perfectly 100% yeah that's my favorite dark part um any uh, final thoughts on I know what you did last summer I do like the cover, the, not the cover,
1: but the song. There's a new song, like, by oh. Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello. Have you heard it? I haven't. Like, I recent? It's, like, a year old. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I like that we know what we're talking about, but some teen could be like, oh, I know what you did last summer, that's the Shawn <laughs> Mendes song. <laughs> like, that's going to be their... Like, that's when you know that we're getting old.
0: Wait, is the song about the movie? Or? No.
1: Oh, okay. It's about a, um, a girl who's cheating on the guy. <gasps> Oh. And he was like, I know he did last summer. Scandal. Don't lie to me.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Finding out about you. Yeah. Mm. I'll just hear it. Uh, so where can people find out more about you?
1: At um, Noor Hadidi on Twitter and Instagram and www.noorhadidi.com. I have a website. Um, and Toronto, Canada, if you want to immigrate, you know, come here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Healthcare, baby. Yeah.
0: That was a bad joke. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I like it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. You know? A lot of us in the left in the United States, our go-to is always, well, I'm moving to Canada. Canada. Yeah. And I'm sure you're all like, we don't need we you. Don't, yeah. <laughs> we have enough comedians here. Thank you. I have enough problems getting stage time. Don't need more. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Of course. That's been Noor Hadidi, and I've been Kristen Lighty, and this has been Bloody Mary. Have a good night.